Well, hello again, and welcome back to the Next Phase with Steve Key podcast. Excited today to speak with Pat Sullivan. He's the author of Team Building, From the Bench to the Boardroom. He coached basketball for 44 years, 34 at the collegiate level. Certainly has some insights on team building. Uh, as a university athletic chair, he also led teams serving 370 student athletes. Uh, his book describes concepts in building a team in athletics. And as we chatted before this, this started, uh, how it translates into business. Now, now, Pat, you're welcome. And you're speaking to the choir here. Uh, as I, I said, I've, I've spent a life coaching hockey and lacrosse. Uh, and believe to succeed in the business world, a team is the best way to start. And I'm sure you agree with that. I, I totally agree with that. I, I think that the lesson, Steve, that people learn when they're working with a team are just absolutely critical to bring into their profession. And, and I know with my children, as they took jobs in various businesses, different businesses, they all were assigned a team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We, we, we talk about uh, people need to understand what it's like to win and what it's like to lose. And, and I, I, I think you believe that uh, sometimes losing teaches us as much as winning. And I always like this, Steve, see what you think, that your FQ is more important than your IQ. And your FQ is your failure quotient. And we would share that with the athletes a lot. How often can you fail and have the resiliency to get right back up? And Pat Riley said it best when he said, success is getting up one more time than you've been knocked down. Because I really believe we all get knocked down, but the key is getting back up. I, I have a, a, on my bicep, I have a Lombardi quote that says that absolute thing. And every time in life that I felt that I was as low as I could be, I just got myself back up and I moved ahead. Now, now to, to, you coached at the collegiate level. Uh, there are many of those kids were there for the education. They weren't there for a pro career. And I think people that I've coached over the years, uh, they too, you know, lucky to get an education, lucky to get into the real world. How much of the time did you spend on teaching them life lessons as much as it did the tactics on the basketball court? Well, I really hope, Steve, that we, that we did that, that uh, we, we taught them the fundamentals like you did in hockey and football, the fundamentals of basketball. But way beyond that, I hope we taught them about work and teamwork and discipline. How about in athletics, the ability to learn how to listen? And then the, the integration, we always felt of toughness and kindness. When you're on the, 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 uh, in the arena playing a sport, you better be tough because the competition is tough, winning is tough. But once you step off the floor, we would always say to our athletes, walk around campus as a gentleman, be kind, be gracious to people. So there's so many great lessons, I think, that you take from sport to, to life. And the, 
with any team, it there are different personalities. There are, are those kids who are, you know, very outgoing. They're very expressive. There are other kids that take it all in. They listen. They're they're very analytical. Uh, in the big picture, you need both to have an effective team. You you truly do. You 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 want you do want kids who can express themselves and who do, because a lot of times that kid who doesn't say much, he's thinking what he would like to say, but maybe he's afraid to say it. For example, one time, Steve, I had to change soccer coaches because the other, ironically, he got caught in Canada. Okay. Our head coach. And I'll never forget this. So I explained to our soccer players that we were going to make this change and the assistant would now be the head coach. A, a, a team teammate in the back of the room said to me, that's the stupidest decision I've ever heard. And I remember saying to him, I like you. I like you because you had the courage to say what a lot of people on the team probably are not saying. So you need, you do need all types. I, when I was coaching younger kids, including my own children i remember clearly being in the dressing room and looking around and we were in a very challenging period of the season and i said look at it this way guys it's it's sort of like do you want to drive the bus and go anywhere you want to go or do you want to be a passenger on the bus and be taken somewhere and i said every day of your life you need to compete to do the best you can possibly do because at some point you're going to be competing for for education, getting into the right schools, finding the right girlfriend, um, and ultimately in work. I'm not sure at what age they, they get that, but some kids do get it, and they will succeed based on the hard work. Steve, one of my chapters is on competition, and we have a thing going on in America now where they believe everybody should get a trophy. <laughs> you know, they, we shouldn't let them fail. Now, my thoughts on that are, number one, let them fail and teach them how to deal with failure, because failure is going to be a part of their life. And number two, I don't care what profession you're in, law, medicine, uh, education, you have to compete. And I think it's so important to teach kids how to compete the right way, how to compete with ethics, to do definitely do that. And, uh, you know, and with respect to those whom you're competing with, but you have to learn how to compete or you're going to be out of business. But are today's athletes different? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you talk about everybody gets a trophy. Everybody is the, the, the greatest little kid in the world. You have a lot of overprotective parents. You have uh, pampered kids. Are they getting more and more difficult to coach? Well, you know what I found, especially at the collegiate level, because I was dealing with older kids. The one I, I, I thought that our athletes played as hard as I ever played as a player. There was one difference, Steve. The athletes today might ask the coach, why? Why are we doing this? And I felt it was incumbent upon me to know why I was teaching what I was teaching. So therefore, in our teaching, that was the one change we made 
through the years in coaching. Whenever we were going to present something, we presented the why, the objective. This is what we're looking to accomplish. Now, here's how we're going to accomplish it. Now, on the other hand, um, most of my friends who've left coaching, Steve, have left because of parents. Because they just get tired of the whining parents who have no idea of the values of athletics. In my 34 years at St. Francis, we had one NBA team to come out to look at one of our kids. Like you said earlier, our kids were not going to play professionally. Now, they could play in Europe, but that wasn't at the big states for a lot of money. They had to go out and compete in, in, in the world of work. So the, the, the parents, I think, have, unfortunately, they're missing so many of them are missing the boat. I, I, I always remember and I tell the story of a, oh, a young kid I found at the age of 12 when I was coaching lacrosse. Uh, and he was a foot taller than everybody else. I decided to put him on my hockey team, not knowing how good he was. Uh, when I saw him on the ice, it was sort of like Bambi on the ice. The legs were going everywhere. Sure. That was the hardest working kid I ever saw. He eventually got so big that hockey was no longer uh, an avenue. He moved into football. Uh, and today he is uh, playing in the NFL. And wow. His name is Brent Urban. He just signed a contract with the Dallas Cowboys. He's bounced around a bit. But this kid had the greatest attitude I have ever seen. And I, I truly believe that some kids have it at an early age, that work ethic. And I don't know if that's ingrained from their parents or as coaches were able to, to sprinkle a little bit of seasoning on that to make it better. It's so rewarding to see these kids go on to either athletic uh, mm -hmm. success or business success, because there's a, a slew of them that have gone on to do great things in, in the world of, uh, of business as well. And Steve, we used to emphasize, see, see what you think of this from your coaching, that effort was so important. But then I would tell the kids, effort is not enough. The effort to be great at anything must be consistent. And I think the great ones that you just described None of us have our A game every day, but the great athletes can reach down every day and find the best effort they have. And again, I don't know where that comes from, but I've been blessed like you have to coach athletes who were of that ilk. The consistency of effort, I think, is the key. And then when you say attitude, the first book I wrote, Steve, was the titled Attitude, The Cornerstone of Leadership. It's all about attitude. So you must look back at your, uh, your career with a, a, a great deal of pride to know that you've played a part in so many of these lives. Uh, I'm sure you still keep in touch with a lot of uh, kids you've uh, coached over the years. If I had to say one word, what's coaching all about? Now that I'm an elder statesman, it would be one word, relationships. I'm still blessed to have relationships with, uh, you know, hundreds of kids whom I've coached. And I cherish that. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. I, uh, I still keep in touch with a lot of, uh, of the, uh, the players from over the years. 
uh, I just, it makes me happy to see them succeed. I also did some teaching at uh, Humber mm -hmm. College in, in communications here in, in, in Toronto. Uh, and to see them go on to jobs or people I've mentored, uh, I, I just think it's so important. Lifelong learning, uh, just to reach out and to have a voice that helps them somewhere is so important. And, and how about it? We never stop learning. One, one of the great lessons on that, the UCLA basketball coach, John Wooden, his team's won seven NCAAs in a row, 10 the last 12 years he coached. I don't think those those milestones will ever be reached again. A friend of mine played for him on his last team. Coach Wooden was 65 years old after having won at that point nine national championships. And he constantly was telling the players how much he was learning about the game. Right. You never stop learning. Well, uh, Pat, this has been uh an absolute, uh, just for me, a thrill to be able to speak with you, uh, to hear the insight. And it's so great to hear someone else feel the same way you do about, <laughs> about athletics and business. And I think, uh, you know, I commend you on the work you've done and I only wish you the, the best success moving forward. Well, Steve, if I may, I'll leave you with this last thought. We had 176 seniors who played basketball for us in our tenure at St. Francis. 172 of them have their degrees. So in 34 years, and that's what it's all about, because again, you alluded to this, they're not gonna play professionally, but they're gonna have to compete in business law education. Absolutely. So we're really proud of that, Steve. Thank you so much. And with that, I think that's a great way to wrap up. It wraps up another edition of the Next Phase with Steve Key podcast. Uh, always looking for guests. You can find us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, the host of others. Uh, you want to connect with me at Steve underscore Key, K-E-E -E, on uh, Twitter and Instagram, or just email me. I'll put all the links in there. Uh, Pat, again, thank you for your time today. Honored to be with you, Steve. And thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great day.